With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Remember when it was impossible to misplace the TV remote? And the price is right. Because you were the TV remote? Fantasy for you. Remember when music sounded like this? Remember when social media was truly social? Hey, John, how's it going today? Good, man. Well, this show is all about you. Only the good die. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. Helpful information on your finances, good health, and what to do for fun. Fifty Plus, brought to you by the UT Health Houston Institute on Aging. Informed decisions for a healthier, happier life. And by Texas Indoor Air Quality Specialists, because clean air is healthier air. And now, Fifty Plus with Doug Pike. All right, Thursday edition of the program starts right now. Thank you all for listening. I hope you brought some friends. As always. And even if you can't listen live every day, just, just remember that pretty much anywhere you have one of your little personal in-home assistants, anywhere you have your phone with maybe iHeart Radio on it or any of the other major podcast platforms, you could probably find this show. That should work, I would think. Um, thanks for giving us that listen on a absolutely beautiful afternoon. The clouds are getting a little bit heavier. This is starting to... It's starting to feel like a go fishing kind of an afternoon for me. I don't know. You got any plans this weekend, Will? Not that I can think of. Well, unless they include an umbrella, you might want to just kind of lay low on Saturday. The 90% chance of rain on Saturday, a little bit of a chance tomorrow afternoon. That's come down to 20% after being 40. So I think they've pretty well narrowed it down that whatever we're going to get, we're going to get on Saturday. And then after that, we've got at least four days without rain uh, which means that probably a couple of us at least still will find out that our sprinkler systems sprung a leak after the thaw from the big freeze a few weeks ago. If you haven't run your sprinkler since then, just be ready. It, it could need some work. Stock market looked pretty good this morning. A couple of the big indicators up close to a full point and only one in the red. And that one in the red was only there by six cents, which was... I think it was 0.01% of whichever index that was. Uh, nothing to see there as usual. A barrel of oil also up, unfortunately. And I'll have more to say about that in a few minutes. And now to the price of gold. That up, by the way, I want to say 76 almost $77 the last time I looked, which is starting to creep up into the into the area where it should become bothersome and it could become bothersome to a lot of us who do a lot of driving i just drive the wheels off my vehicle need to find something for my son pretty soon that's gonna that's gonna get me some it's gonna cost me money but it's gonna get me some free time at least not having to drive him all over the place uh now to the price of gold thanks to houston gold exchange way up for a time yesterday 2070 i think it was when we talked about it on the show Currently about six bucks off yesterday's close and fetching twenty sixty three or so an ounce. That's a lot of money. It, looking back to when I was buying some of that 
ridiculous gold stuff that I bought through the disco days and my offshore fishing days, I want to say it was worth only about maybe 300 bucks an ounce back then, which is, it's been, it's been a hot minute since I bought anything gold that I was going to wear for myself. <sighs> Man, I hate to do it. There's just this, I saw a fantastic op-ed piece this morning. And it just, it could have been titled The Greatest Deception of All. Not the piece itself, but what it what it shared with us. Published late yesterday, written by a woman named Miranda Devine, that really outlines what our president has done to kind of cripple our nation in about three years. And this entire piece, by the way, only mentions our non-existent southern border one time. It's it's other stuff that, that she focuses on. She leads by noting this, and here's a direct quote from the front end of that story. And I quote, as cynical as you think you are about Washington, after all that's happened the past three years, you probably aren't even halfway where you should be. Think about that for a second. She then quoted a reader of that paper who, who wrote, and I quote, I don't think the average voter comprehends that some politicians will sacrifice, sacrifice people's lives and risk national destruction for personal gain. That also, I, that's a statement with which I, I tend to agree. Some of the people in high places in this country are, are not the least bit interested in, in we the little people. We are we the people, but to them, we're we the little people. She goes on to remind us, uh, where did her name go? I want to make sure I get it right. Miranda Devine, I'll circle it. That way I can come back to it. Miranda goes on to remind us that uh, President Biden's lifting of sanctions against the sale of Iranian oil handed tens of billions of dollars to that nation, which we know is funding a significant number of terrorist organizations around the world, uh, most recently attacking and killing three U.S. military personnel and injuring two dozen more, to which Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, you almost have to wrap that in quotes these days, uh, she actually said after that event that those soldiers either died or were wounded while, and here are her words, quote, fighting for this administration, end quote. No, they are absolutely not fighting for the administration. That is so far. How could she slip like that unless that's what's kind of really on her mind? That's that's not that's not an accident. I don't think. I think she was speaking what she believed to be true and and just kind of fell off the script. He lifted those sanctions, by the way, to, to soften the price of oil since his day one moves in the Oval Office pushed the cost of barrel about, I don't know, up through the stratosphere. It just kept going. It's kept going through most of his term. He had to do something, and he couldn't afford to untie the hands of American oil producers because that would upset climate fanatics and all the green voters on his team. So he just sold out to an enemy nation. And then he also dropped the sanctions off Venezuela. Then he upset the Saudis with some bad decisions, so he had to do even more to keep oil prices from going up, alienating more voters. So he nearly bled our strategic reserve dry. And now we've learned that the, and I saw this in this story, New York Federal Reserve has been trading, very quietly, trading oil futures to hold prices down to the tune thus far of nearly a trillion dollars. 
according to that story. This is the same guy who orchestrated that horribly botched withdrawal from Afghanistan and then called it a success. Guy who, three or 30. 30. Looked like, oh, three. I'm reading right to left. You want me to read left to right? No. Finger language, silent. American radio language, ARL. All right, so that's fine. Anyway, it just it just goes on and on. He checked his watch. While wow, 13 American troops killed on the way out of that unstable country were being returned to U.S. soil. Uh, the, the author's list of his failures goes on. I won't. I will tell you, however, uh, to seek out this piece. It's by Miranda Devine in the New York Post. And whichever side of the aisle you're on, I really don't care. Just read it with an open mind. And then when you finish, ask yourself if this guy really has our nation's best interests at heart. If you're concerned for your private information... I'm going to bring on a man in the next segment. Or no, actually, we got one more before we get to him, don't we? Okay, I'll just get on out of here. Institute on Aging. UT Health Institute on Aging is that collaborative I've talked about for, for quite some time now, many years, wherein there are hundreds of medical care providers from every aspect of that, that world who, in addition to their normal, regular training to get the graduation, to get the diploma that hangs on the wall inside the office, they get that, and then they go back for more education on how senior medicine is specifically handled in their world. Our bodies aren't like the bodies of 30 and 40 and 20-year-olds. Our bodies are aging. Their processes are going on in them that young people in many cases can't even imagine but the ut health institute on aging has people who understand all that and people who can help us get better no matter what's wrong with us uth.edu slash aging is the website uth.edu slash aging what's life without a nap i suggest you go to bed and sleep it off just wait until the show's over sleepy back to doug pike as 50 plus continues Welcome back to 50 Plus. Thanks for listening. So I got a guy who just texted me and said, hey, man, I need the iHeart address and suite number. I need to pick up fishing show passes, which I took care of for him. And I could probably take care of um, several if we need to. So if if you want to send me an email and let me know if you'd like to go to the fishing show in a couple of weeks, I may be able to help you out with some of that. Let's... um. Let's do something a little bit lighter for a minute, Will, if you don't mind, and, and go to some of the the fun stuff, as I like to call it. I don't know how fun it is for y'all, but it's fun for us, I think. it's I can Well, actually, I can only speak for myself. Is it fun for you, too, Will, when you participate in the program? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <sighs> Three choices, as usual. Come back, ban her for life, or waste of lawmakers' time. Come back. A study looked at 137 of the largest companies in America and found that their return to work, return to the office mandates after COVID, it says here it might have just been a power grab. I don't know that it was a power grab. I feel like they were just attempts to resume the status quo. Would you agree with that? Get back to life as as we knew it? Is that is that a fair statement? Um, I don't think it was a power grab. Do you? No. Okay. 
What they found out, though, is that getting people back in the office hasn't really helped their bottom lines. In other words, in the way we kind of run our office around here, actually, everybody kind of shows up for a Tuesday staff meeting. And other than that, we're not required. Well, I have to be here. You have to be here. But the, the people on the other side of the office don't really have to be here. In fact, they're probably better served by being out than in because the time that they use to drive here and then drive home in the evening could be used maybe meeting with clients or something like that. So I don't know that forcing people back into the office was the greatest idea. Well, I just tore that piece of paper right in half, incidentally and unnecessarily. Sorry, paper. All right, so anyway, there's that. It didn't, it didn't help at all. Uh, let me give you one more shot. I'll go back to ban her for life because you know I'm leaning that way. Then wrong number, and then if life gives you lemons. If life gives you lemons. I knew it. I knew it. And that's okay. This is a pretty good one as well, I think. A creepy lemon, dried up old lemon, just auctioned off for $1,780. I don't know if that's converted from euros or not, but it does have a U.S. dollar sign next to it. Happened over in England. It had been found in an old cabinet, and heavy emphasis on the word old in that sentence. And it even had an inscription dated with the year 1739. Pretty interesting, right, Will? Yeah. What what just jumps off that page at you, if anything, about that story? That an old lemon was sold for... 1700 bucks. Or that it was, you know... And that it survived this long. Here's what here's what jumps off the skeptic off the page for the skeptic in me. Okay, it's inscribed with the date 1739. How do they know that the person who carved a number into a lemon didn't do that in 1987? Because from 1987 to now, I would suspect the lemon would look just about the same as if it had been tossed into that cabinet in 1739 wouldn't you agree i would say maybe so don't presume facts that are not in evidence we have no idea when those numbers were carved that might have been who knows that might have been some school kids project to to catalog and number 1740 lemons and he just accidentally dropped that one when he was trying to carry them all to school, that one fell out. And his mom just put it up in the cabinet and said, oh, he'll come back to this someday. In tomorrow in 1999 or something like that. Doesn't matter. 20-something years. Lemon's you think gone. they're going to use that lemon? It's going to be dried up. It, well, no. What would you use it for? You could, you could use it as... No, nothing, nothing edible. Don't bother with that. Well, maybe not edible, but what if you used it as a garnish and a cocktail? How about if you used it as a product for sale and found some sucker who would pay $1,780 for it? That's going to turn out to be one of that person's worst ever investments. I don't care what they're in. I don't care if they're in crypto, electric car batteries, whatever. That's going to be worse than, than those two things and anything else they've invested in. All right, back to the back to the news desk. Let me go over here. Let's see. I'll, I'll bring up the border. I mentioned that um, 
Ms. Levine's story. No, was it, yeah, Melinda Levine or no? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Uh, only mentioned the border once, but I'm going to bring it up as long as we're here. The president, when he took office, might as well have started just tearing down whatever wall we had up, which in in practice is exactly what he did. He told us for three years, especially while especially here in Texas, we could plainly see he was wrong and he was lying to us. He told the rest of the country, though, that the border was secure and that immigration, lawful and unlawful, was no problem at all. He, he has kept telling everybody that uh, the same way he tells anything else that that kind of comes into his mind as something heroic he can take credit for. Now, though, round and third and headed for an election, he's, uh, he's kind of changed the, the course and suddenly saying the border isn't secure, uh, which it hasn't been, by the, while, by, the, by the way, Mr. President, in, in quite some time. His vice president, who was put in charge of the border early on, couldn't be bothered. She, I don't even think she showed up down there. That should have been the first sign, and it was for me, uh, that we were all kind of being played for fools. And I'm appointing... Vice President Kamala Harris to go down there and see what's up at the border, and if there's a problem, fix it. And I guess she just sent somebody in her stead, and they told her it was okay because she didn't do anything. The emperor has no clothes. He, he's deceived us, and his deception is presented as truth by a, a media that seems equally hell-bent on just maintaining a, a lifetime supply of doom-and-gloom headlines to use in their primetime newscasts and above the fold in what's left of newspapers, that's an issue as well. What, two minutes, Will? I can do that. Let's get to um, let's get to gun news, which matters greatly to many, if not most, Texans. I would say most Texans. This past July, liberals in and out of the media just lost their minds when Florida became the 26th state to adopt constitutional carry laws intended to level the playing field for people who are, like me, too old or too feeble to win fistfights with thugs. And only six months after its launch, their chicken little predictions of surging crime rates and and all this horrible stuff that was going to happen didn't happen. In fact, there's been a significant drop in Florida violent crime, particularly in shootings in and around the Sunshine State's largest cities. The media and the left were wrong again as was the white south white house when here's corinne jean-pierre again she called that move by florida and i quote the opposite of common sense gun safety end quote here's the thing though corinne common sense tells all of us that if the bad guys who are always going to be armed somehow if the bad guys think the good guys might be carrying guns then the bad guys just might think twice before waving a gun and a in a, or a knife or a hammer or anything in a bank or a restaurant or a shopping mall because now there's a there's a pretty decent chance that a good guy will step up and stop that threat before that person has a chance to hurt anybody hopefully in miami homicides went from 49 which is a fairly low number when you start thinking about houston or chicago or st louis or baltimore homicides went from 49 in 2022 to 31 in 2023. Same time, non-fatal shootings dropped 34%. Bad guys aren't quite so bad when the good guys can fight back. We'll take a little break here on the way out. I'm going to tell you about Texas Indoor Air Quality Specialists. 
a family-owned company, been licensed and certified to clean ductwork and AC systems for 22 years. Clean air. Clean air is healthy air. But if your ducts and your AC hadn't been cleaned in a while, you just might be surprised by how much stuff is hiding in that system and leaching into the air you breathe in your home, the air that for inexplicable reasons suddenly makes you sneeze or makes your eyes kind of itchy or your throat kind of scratchy. You can get a free estimate and a professional duct cleaning right behind that just with a phone call, 281-464-3828, 281-464-3828. When they come to your house, they use a patented truck-mounted system that doesn't brush away all the stuff. It Just ask when you call, how do you guys do this? Because they're pretty unique in Houston. Nobody else is doing this in Houston. And and they that's why they get so much business and why they're so good at what they do. That's all they do. They don't clean tile. They don't clean carpet. They just do ductwork. TexasIAQ.net. TexasIAQ.net. Now, they sure don't make them like they used to. That's why every few months, we wash them, check his fluids, and spray on a fresh coat of wax. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. All right, welcome back to 50 Plus. Thanks for listening. I certainly do appreciate it. As promised... In my Facebook post earlier, we are going to talk in this segment, uh, man, about the kind of the wrong ways and right ways that our information is being, our private information is being surreptitiously gathered and distributed. More importantly, how we can keep that from happening. With that, I will welcome in Raj Pillai. I think I got it right, Raj, didn't I? I hope. Yep. Thank Thank goodness. Founder and CEO of Trua, which provides privacy-preserving identity and risk-screening platforms that assure safety and trust in the digital world. This should be an easy one for you, Raj, but I expect more. I would suspect that more than a few people in this country still could be talked out of their social security number by a slick-talking con man. If somebody asks for that number, how can we figure out that it's actually a legitimate case if it is? Well, first off, you know, you never, ever give out SSN over the phone. Right. And legitimate businesses never ask you over the phone. Well, that's true, yeah. And, and, and if they are, that means they're not following the guidelines or privacy guidelines, right? So right. many businesses request your social security number for various reasons, such as employment, financial transactions, insurance, or credit application, or sometimes even to join a gym membership. Oh, yeah. However, it's very important to question the need for your social security number and understand the purpose of its collection. That is very important. While some requests are legitimate, like financial services, government sometimes uh, needs it and banks need them. And others may raise concerns about identity theft and scams, obviously. It is paramount, in my opinion, for individuals to be very skeptical than providing that SSN or even other personal information sure. like date of birth or their current address and to verify the legitimacy of the request, especially if it's made 
before the appropriate stage in a decision making. Like if you're trying to apply for a credit, they don't need your social security. If you're trying to get a job, they don't need your social security, right? So that's the stage sure. in which you have to guess, hey, am I ready to commit here and sign a contract or ready to go jump into this transaction? Then they are required, especially financial services, banks or job uh, um, employment and things like that, but not before that. So. Without a clear and valid reason, I would never, ever give out my personal information. Yeah, yeah. just uh, to carry it just one step further, if somebody asks me for my address, tells me that they need to confirm my address, how about I, I may start, and I was thinking about this a few minutes ago, I may start saying, you know what, how about if I give you three choices, you tell me which one is the right choice. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> I already know my address. Why don't you that, tell that me what true. you have on file? That's not a bad well, way to do this. That that is a great way to do it. It's just that not many of us will remember right off our, uh, you know, and we are talking three addresses that we lived in, right? But you can always ask, why do you need this? And uh, you know, I'm not going to give you. As I said, you have to think about what stage of the transaction you are, right? right? Just a casual conversation, or hey, let me check out if you're eligible for this or that. Don't do that. Never ever give out that personal information because that's classic uh, scammers. Yeah, that, and, and they and press you. Especially, yes, in, in, in this day and age, it's even more uh, uh, terrible because they send you a text and you think it's legitimate. Oh, boy. Right? I don't know if you recall recently Citibank got sued uh, bigly. Yesterday, it was a big news item. It's because they, uh, uh, they got text messages. Many uh, consumers got text messages, uh, which seemed to be very genuine from Citibank. And they clicked on it, and they lost some of their uh, savings in their mm. accounts. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's going that on. That is very, very dangerous. All over the world, there Remember, are scam- social security when it was when it was designed by the federal government not too long ago, a few decades ago. It was designed for three things: for social security, actually getting social security to be have a, a thing, and for uh, government benefits and uh, payroll slash W two wages for yeah. reporting into the IRS. And that's, that's it. Somehow that has proliferated into using it as a unique identifier in many, many, many places. It's like gym they, membership. Yeah, practically ask you for it to get a library card these yeah. days. It's just yep, ridiculous. That's right. Raj Ananthan Palai on 50 plus on, on a personal level, and I can't remember even where I heard this, but if I ever get a call from somebody who claims to be a relative and says they need money right away because they're going to jail or they, they got to get back, whatever. What's the best way to avoid that scam? And I, I think I have a good idea. Best thing is to, hey, what, what jail are you in? I'll come and visit you and bail you out. Yeah, well, you know what my, my family and I have done, is, and it's kind of like flipping it back to them. When I hear that voice who purports to be my son or my wife or anybody within family, I'm going to say, sure, what's the code word? Yep. And that way, yeah. I mean, see, p- people are not used to all of those things, right? Yeah, that's right. We yeah, they change, catch. If you recall that in the in the Anglo-Saxon economy in in Adam's world, it was all designed with a big chunk of it was trust. Mm-hmm. That trust, has completely yeah. eroded in the current society with the social media God, and so all true. those cameras. That is so unfortunately. true. Unfortunately, yes, right? very. We used to trust each other. We used to trust certain things. Now you have to question everything. Right, trust but verify. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife says that four times a day. She yep. does, and, and she's right. Ronald Reagan too. said that, right? Trust but yeah. verify always. Let's go back to the business. And, and, go ahead, go ahead, Rush. Yeah. 
Go ahead, go ahead. No, okay, yeah, fine. let's let's go back to the business side. I don't want to run out of time because I got some pretty good questions here, I think. Uh, on what sort of exposure to companies that we entrust with all this personal information, carry? You mentioned Chase a minute ago. And if it is lost or stolen. I, I mentioned Citibank. No, oh, Citibank. I'm sorry, yeah. not Chase. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking in my own wallet. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what exposure do they have, if any? Well, I mean, banks of all the institutions, if you think about it, financial institutions, the banks are the most trusted. And in yeah. fact, they are above the government these days. Right. Right. Because good, bad, or indifferent, they have been the gatekeepers of that. So they, over the years, decades, they have put so many, um, you know, fire, uh, not firewall, you know, iron walls around, guardrails around so many things. Mm-hmm. And they have compartmentalized as to who can access what information within their own in, uh, financial institution. So, and they're heavily regulated. Right. So combination of that, because of the regulation, they are deathly afraid of their own shadow to do anything uh, sure. stupid. But still, some of them, unfortunately, have some problems here and there. But they are really guarding. But any other institution, you question. Because you, you got to think about why do they need your social security number? Is there a way to So more often than not, it's usually to verify your identity. That's the primary reason to verify, your, you know, unless. You're already on board uh, an employer or at a bank, and then they have to issue your ten, uh, your um, your earning statements or your W twos or a payroll and things like that. Right. But otherwise, you should not be giving out your social security, and they should have a means to verify your yeah. identity without asking for the social security. That's a very good point, Raj. Before I run yeah. out of time and we're close to it, tell me a little more about Trua. That is exactly what we have done. So this is the, what happened. In 2016 or 17, there was a major breach by a major trade agency. They had like 150 million people's social security and other private information was uh, breached and exposed. And then one of the um, senators asked in a hearing, he said, why do you guys need social security? And they said, that's how we verify the identity. That's what everybody verifies. That's when it gave me an idea. It says, can we design something there you don't have to share your social security number, and yet businesses and establishments can verify your identity. And that's what we have. We have something. You get your verified digital ID and reuse it for the rest of your life. You don't oh, have wow. to ever share your personal information. Think I about just, the part of that. I just have to call you back after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Raj, thank you so much. Raj Ananthan Palai. Thank you, Tr- Trua, T-R-U-A-M-E, Trua Me dot com t-r-u-a-m-e dot com thank you rush thank you doug yes sir my pleasure all right a late health right something you'd rather not think about doesn't require any personal information like that i would imagine but if you personally feel the impact of an enlarged non-cancerous prostate the symptoms can be quite unpleasant to say the least a late health can fix that for women who suffer with fibroid pain for some ever reason or whatever symptoms there are of that, then a late health can help. Headaches, back pain, ugly veins, joint pain, much of which many of these procedures are covered by Medicare and Medicaid too. And you might want to check with them to see if what you need done is covered. And if it is, all the better for you. You go over there and you're going to be in the office, in the clinic, a couple of hours, probably more or less. 
And then after that, you get to come out and someone can drive you back home where you can recover in the comfort of your own home. You can prop yourself up, prop your feet up in your favorite chair, watch a little TV while you get better and better and better, and then ultimately go on to live a happier, healthier life. They also do a lot of regenerative regenerative medicine there, which is proving extremely helpful to people who suffer with chronic joint and muscle pain. Alatehealth.com is the website. Several locations around town. Check into the website to see which one's closest to you and what they can do for you there. A-L-A-T-E, alatehealth.com. Old guys rule. And of course, women never get old. If you want to avoid sleeping on the couch. Okay, well, I think that sounds like a good plan. 50 Plus continues. Here's more with Doug. All right, welcome back to 50 Plus. Thanks for listening. Let's, um, hmm, let's see where we're going to go. There's all kinds of... I, there actually was a, a preponderance of gun news in here, and I'm going to hit some of these stories before we run out of time. Uh, and I go back. I was, I was talking about how concealed or constitutional carry in Florida now has and this is something will and i were talking a little bit about it during the break it doesn't matter what we were talking about but the one thing we didn't bring up is that what was what happened in miami in the past six months since they have had constitutional carry gun violence has gone down because the bad guys just don't know and they don't want to be shot at they want to be doing the shooting they don't want anybody shooting back and so in many cases they're choosing not to shoot not to commit those crimes, not to hurt other people. So I have no problem with that. And then you go out to Florida or to California on the opposite side of the country. If you'll recall a story from about, it's less than a year ago. I don't remember exactly how long. A California man who actually had a very hard to get concealed carry permit in that state and was confronted on his way home from work by armed intruders who, who jumped a fence and were well, he's just on his way into the house. This guy jumps a fence, or these bad guys jump the fence. The guy turned, drew, and fired his weapon several times to protect his family, who were behind that front door and going to welcome him home. And instead of commending him for doing the right thing, they took away his concealed carry permit. I just I don't get that at all. I really don't. I don't get that at all. Um, one more. The oh, Mexico's filed a ten billion dollar lawsuit against American gun makers, claiming it's their fault that Mexico's cartels are so violent and killing so many people down there. It kind of reminds me, in a way, of the argument that car makers are responsible for the actions of drunk drivers. Uh, no. Um, leaks from within the ATF hint that President Biden has had a thirteen hundred page bill drafted that effectively if passed into law somehow would eliminate most private gun sales in this country first i want to know how it takes 1300 pages to tell that story which i have read by the way would pretty much force anybody who in their words not ours repetitively sells guns force those people to register as a licensed gun dealer and then have to generate the full background checks on every sale and in in the business world, I'm I'm all for that. I don't have a problem with registration and filling out a background check. Now, that may not sound 
too terribly harsh on the surface, but the way it's being written, according to a couple of whistleblowers, it could potentially include sales or transfers even among friends and family members who then unknowingly could be committing a federal crime. That's kind of that's worth watching. Good news from Florida. There's always room for good news in this show. 11-year-old girl goes missing. Just remember I said it's good news, so don't get panicky yet. 11-year-old girl goes missing this past Friday. Authorities were called and immediately start looking for her. They do a little research. They make a few phone calls. They found out that the girl had been dropped off at a neighbor's house, and then that neighbor subsequently had given her a ride to an apartment complex a fair distance away, I guess to play with some other friend, and all of which is starting to sound kind of fishy. But here's the deal. It all checked out. So the sheriff's department brings in more deputies to start searching for this kid, including, here comes the good part, canine officer Mary Lou, a bloodhound, who tracked that girl's scent from that apartment complex to a locked bathroom in a nearby park. And with a little patience, a woman named Deputy Sarah Ernstis was able to get the girl to unlock the door, and she was perfectly okay, just a little spooked and scared, being there all by herself after dark. Gets to go home to her family, and if my friend Chris Basie is listening at all, uh, he's also he's uh, a police officer and has a canine partner, another bloodhound, his dog named Flash. I guarantee if he hears this, I bet he's smiling. Those dogs are incredible; they really are. It's it's a it's a they're not the the run in and grab a bad guy who's fighting dogs. They're the ones who go out and find people. All right, quick or uh, will we're down to one minute? Banner for life, banner for life, or banner for life? I'm not I'm not playing around. Banner for life, not banner or ban her. Ban who? Her. Ban her for not Ben her. That's an old movie. Ban Roman her. gladiators and chariots. Anyway, banner for life. A woman has gone viral on social media for bragging about how she returned her couch to Costco after using it for how long? Will true business? How long she had that couch? Uh, I'm going to go with thirty years. Two years. I think they ought to banner for life. Here's your money back. Get out of here. We don't want to see. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Adios. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.